pues este, pues de todos los trabajos que se ponen aquí, pues es bonito porque pues no te andan apurando como el trabajo uno en lo propio. Como le dije hace rato, trabajo es donde me da seis y me vengo a costarme a mi madre. <risa> Welcome to Elixir of the Gods. We are in our fifth season and we are on chapter four now of the road trip that Diego and Kate, hello. 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 The road trip that they did through Jalisco, which makes it very nice for me, uh, though I couldn't be on the road trip myself, but you guys have to do all the talking and you guys are going to explain and describe and make it visible to our listeners, stir their imagination what you experienced in the tabernas of these people. So, let's start. Where are we going today? Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we were coming from uh, Don Chalio and Blanca. And really, I was saying in the previous episode... Because of the terrain, I actually had no idea how close to the coast we were. Mm. Um, but more more twisty-turny roads, passing and crossing paths with enormous trucks full of, I don't know, hundreds and thousands of jalapeno peppers on their way to the U.S. or on their way to Europe somewhere. Um, avocados, every kind of, you know, delicious delight you can think of that we just crave so much for here in Europe, um, just part of the air there. And again, kind of a bit similar to the setup of Chadillo and Blanca, a twisty, turny road, and then immediately you turn off and you pull up a small hill and you're at the home of Don Juana and Don Beto. Don Beto, the producer of uh, Venenosa Costa del Norte, which is the green label, And in the front of their home uh, is actually, a, I would say, maybe like a 12-seat chapel, <laughs> an open-air chapel with, you know, a beautiful, colorful flags and uh, an altar to the Virgin. And the sun is setting over the Pacific, which is only, I'm not sure distance-wise how far away, but... But driving less than one kilometer, no? Yeah, I like mean, in, quite in, in a straight line, I mean, in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. Like, as less we, than one as kilometer. we drove, it was Sorry. half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but in a straight line, so you have this beautiful coastal sun yeah. setting over the hill on which their home stands. And yes, again, as we've seen to the left, if you're facing their home on the left, they have a small business where they sell coconuts and coke and water and refreshments and some snacks and massages and massages right because Don Juana is a healer um she's a local healer quite uh known for mm -hmm. what Esteban tells us she's yeah. uh renowned she does uh like mm -hmm. natural healing you know not only massages but she she knows how to use plants mm -hmm. local plants mm -hmm. to help you through mm -hmm. i don't know some 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 pains and stuff yeah yes. how how old uh, are they Don Beto and Uh, we were entering their 60s yeah or you know it's so hard to tell yeah mm -hmm. because their, their their skin is so they've lived life in the sun exactly so so, so 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 uh, uh, touched by the sun that i don't know we can we, we could ask and, and it would be information that we mm -hmm. could get but i would say 60s 
Yeah, somewhere in the 50s or 60s. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Late 50s, entering 60s. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. uh, so, is that the, are they just the two of them or is there cool. family? Okay. Yeah. They have grown children that mm. don't live that don't live with them or mm. in the same village. Um, they have four kids. Yeah. Mm. Yes. They told us a story. One of whom was getting married or had been married. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe by now he's married. And yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everything went went very well. So, but the two live there alone. They yes. have this little store with the refreshments, coconuts. Yes. They Correct. Have the, the and massages. Yes. yes. That's Doña Juana. Mm. So, Doña Juana's business is the store. Of course, Beto helps, mm -hmm. but she's the main person in the store and in the massages. Beto doesn't even help. Mm. He doesn't know. Uh, also for the traditional medicine. And then there is Beto, Beto's business, so to speak, which is the mezcal side, the, the raicilla side, the agave distill. Um, and on that side, Doña Juana helps, mm -hmm. but it's more Beto mm -hmm. in, the, in the protagonic role, you know? But they're, they're both in, involved in every part of their life uh, constantly. Mm -hmm. But Because, for example, uh, in, there was a moment where Beto said, Uh, <laughs> this is not funny, sorry. Uh, but the, 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 the workshop had to be moved because of the hurricane problems we ha which we have mentioned, no? Twice a hurricane has destroyed Beto's taberna. Mm. He's moving the taberna. And he once mentioned that Doña Juana wasn't so happy because she would have to, uh, to yell too loud so that Beto could hear that uh, the, the food was ready, you know? <laughs> and she didn't like that, you know? He, she was happy with only saying like, Beto, come over, you know? And in this case, she had to yell too loud. And, and Because you could also imagine Doña Juana walking to bring him food or just yelling like, hey, food's ready, you know? Yeah. Come over. So uh, the, the, the taberna has, had to be moved behind the hills mm -hmm. so that the hills protect the air, uh, the, the, the very strong winds from hurricanes. Mm -hmm. And they moved it. Um, And so they're also close to the sea or close to the ocean or how far away are they? In or? a straight line, like one kilometer, I would I guess. Think, yeah. okay. But Sorry, the, yeah. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a road, it's in the hills, it's high up hill, at least. Uh, no, it's not at least, it's 600 meters above sea level and you have one kilometer too. Wow. So, yeah, mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. like uh, very, how do, you, how do you say when you say like this? Windy. Windy, yeah, a windy road. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, and also like a lot of sand. Mm. <laughs> so it's you know you're really I, I don't know you drive 10 minutes on a paved road and then pretty soon you're just on a very sandy one mm -hmm. um, on a barely barely developed absolutely stunning mm. beach just incredible I really wish I were there right now mm. um, <laughs> with delicious I mean, food yes I love you both but I would trade <laughs> this in a second <laughs> you're forgiven yes yes <laughs> this, but I mean this time yes but I mean more important I mean, well, part and parcel of the conversation about the beach and about the location is this absolutely kind of unbelievable biodiversity of the terroir. So Diego spent more time with Don Beto than I did in the fields. Um, You're feeling kind of sick. The sun was, I must say, the work there. Yeah. You need a body. Yeah. It's the, it was 35 degrees at least with a blue in February, sky in February. in February. No, no, no. That must be it. Must be complicated to work there, you mm. know. And it's humid, and yeah, it's yeah, it must be complicated. Yeah. Uh, Does Beto have a team? Who harvests? When he harvests, he he brings in a team. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the time, no, he right. works uh, with uh, I. One of his sons helps uh, every once in a while. 
but the rest of the time he's doing it mostly by himself. Like they're taking care of the plants and all of that. Mm -hmm. He plants Amarillo, which is a Rodacanta, technically, mm -hmm. and he plants Chico Aguiar, which is uh, an Angustifolia. It's incredible to see Beto in the fields describing the... He has like, uh, you know this one, this is a Ceniso, and, and, and uh, this is an Espadín, and then, and for me, honestly, it's not that easy to recognize, you know? Mm. And it's, it, he has, I, I just said, he has two varieties, but for him, mm. in his eyes, there's like seven sub varieties of those, you know? He's like, yeah, this is, this is, a, this is not a Chico Aguiar. And, for, and when you see it, it's an Angustifolia, you know? It's like, okay. But then, and of course, they're local names because mm. Ceniso in other parts of Mexico is another type of agave. But yeah, for him, yeah. he has names for those. And he has like six sub-varieties that you need to walk with him. And maybe the fifth time you go with him, you're like, ah, okay. Look at the spines. The spines on this one are much uh, more straight and on this one are much more curved. And it's like, mm. okay, man. Beto, yes. I, I can see that mm -hmm. detail. Well, mm -hmm. that's very important because this and this, and it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to walk the fields because as Kate was saying, it's really hilly. So there are pictures, guys. Again, we we, we, we did our job and we took pictures. Look, there's one picture where, where I am walking behind Beto. You will not see me, but you will see Beto's bot <laughs> and walking <laughs> up and you will see how far, uh, how much under... And behind I am, and I'm just like five meters behind, but you can see he's maybe a meter and a half mm -hmm. up. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it was, it was, it's really steep. steep. Yeah. Yeah. Steep. yeah. Yeah. And so, like, probably our dear listeners are thinking about this already, but just in case. So, we talk about the idea of terroir with wine all the time, mm -hmm. right? So, if you're talking about Bordeaux or whatever, you know, they're like, oh, well, this hill is at, you know, a 27 degree angle and the sun hits it at this therefore it's wildly different from the hill 100 meters away mm -hmm. that is 25 degrees okay at which <laughs> you know and so and so those grapes and and I'm not saying this is not important what I'm saying is think about it in relative terms these plants live in similar conditions not for one season for 10 15 years soaking up all of that difference right and so to walk through and to walk through and see how over time what seemed like quite like diego is talking about it with some passion because when you think about it in those terms think about the difference that that makes in the plants think about the knowledge that beto has to have of all of those plants and their each individual plant's place so that when he makes his product, he fully understands what's going to happen in that bottle. Absolutely, absolutely. The way he blends, you know, because mm -hmm. he, he's, a, he's not only a master distiller, he's a master blender. He needs to know, salud. Salud. Uh, we're talking about Beto and we're talking about um, Taverna specifically, but right now we're having a present from a guy we miss a lot in Berlin, Fernando uh, and Fernanda from La Tentación. He, they, 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 we miss you. They gave us a, a, a bottle. And uh, thank you, guys. We miss you. Uh, we go on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go on with yeah, 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 yeah. But they, they, they were, uh, yeah, they, they were legends in, in, in the mezcal scene, Berlin mezcal scene. So yeah. that's why we mentioned them. Uh, so we go on, like Kate was saying. And I really like the fact that you mentioned that grapes go on for one season. But it's true. When you think about agaves, they go on for 15 
depending on the species, maybe seven, you know, also you can go mm-hmm. also lower, but depending on the species, you can go from seven to 25, you know, yeah. so that counts a lot. And uh, and he, he has to know if he had one single variety, he could say, okay, this parcel is your one, this parcel is your nine. Mm-hmm. And just, I take this parcel on your nine, this parcel on your eight, blah, 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 and just replant, replant. Mm-hmm. But here he has to remember because one plant and another variety and another variety, they age differently mm-hmm. because they're different varieties. So he has to make the blend of the plants that he remembers having where they are and say, okay, this has been for several years. This has been, of course, they're planted in an order. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, complete okay. chaos. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But in that order, there are still sub-varieties. So even though he knows which year they were planted, he also has to check, like after year seven, how each plant is doing. Because each plant is an individual, first of all. There's one agave, same variety, same, 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 same conditions, can be perfect at year seven and another one at year 12. So mm. that's that's a thing with agaves. And he has to... It, it's a lot of work, that's my mm. point. It's a lot of work and, and very good memory. But it's also... Like, that's what I understand as artisanal, because, like, if you would go for an industrial production, you have that, as, as you describe, you have, like, year one till year seven, and then, you know, it's harvested in year seven, it's harvested in... But he is actually, like, handpicking, in a way, the, the plants that he is going to use for his next batch. For his blend, exactly. No. I don't know if it's the case anymore, but mm-hmm. even in... Just because, again, we're dropping words like industrial, mm-hmm. so... Sorry. Even No, it's okay. I mean, and you're not wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But like, even in, I remember being in tequila many years ago at the um, distillery where uh, El Tesoro mm-hmm. and Tapatio are produced. And then it was still, you could call that industrial, mm-hmm. right? Um, but even still, there was somebody, somebody trained with an eye who was looking at each of the plants. Yeah. So yeah, there's a spectrum. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, um, so I just, you're just right, don't right. like yeah. plant seeds of like you know mm. black and white or binary. True. So it's always, but but it's a stark contrast to what we, even I, how I experience like agriculture. Like you know, I grew up on a small farm, but it yeah. was like yeah, we harvested every year, and you you round it out. You know, when you when you harvest a field, you harvest the whole field. Yeah, yeah. And mm. you see, okay, so it's ninety percent in Usable. the right spot. Yeah. Uh, but there's ten percent which is either too old or, or 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 too young but do you harvest the whole thing you know yeah. so so that's a stark difference to and of course there are probably industries here in Europe as well not industries but but fields where 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 this is still applied especially when you go into into niche markets but it, it's still i think mm-hmm. it's still kind of absolutely to yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah and it's i mean thank you for bringing that up cuz we're going to this is the first episode where we're really talking about the land mm. and the producer's relationship to it, because it was simply the first opportunity that we had uh, on this trip to have that experience. But it, it will not be the last time. Um, there are going to be the next two episodes. We went to their gardens. Yeah, yeah there, there will be heavy emphasis on this. And to set the listeners up, there are three very different approaches. Totally, yeah. Three very valid approaches to this. So I'm glad you brought that up, Albert. Thank you. Yeah. But I um, I took the momentum away because you still wanted to describe uh, the place and the location. And so uh, Diego was looking at Don Beto's butt in the hills. <laughs> <laughs> 
There, 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 I, I, I want to say something. And you, they were, <laughs> sorry. Talk, and you talked about the variety and yes. s species and subspecies. So mm -hmm. yeah, go, go ahead. Uh, the place where they live is something they, they, they constructed also by themselves, and mm -hmm. they're very proud of that. But also, the, the, I don't like to say energy because for me it sounds new age, you know. But, but really the vibes vibes too yeah exactly <laughs> mm -hmm. but no no the relaxed you feel when you're atmosphere, there maybe. the atmosphere that's yeah. a beautiful word for this yeah the atmosphere in the house the way they receive you uh, Doña Juana was cooking meals for us they don't want you to leave they, they're like really like Opa and Oma, you know, you get there and it's like they 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 are treating you and 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 they they, they make conversation and uh, I don't know the this was what I called more my attention from the experience mm -hmm. in this specific house. Mm -hmm. You know, they are yeah. like beautiful people enjoying life and uh, doing some raicilla, mm -hmm. some agave distill, top 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 notch. One of my favorites from from uh, mm -hmm. from all of the ones I have tried. But you said um, when you were there, actually, Don Beto was not able to produce because of another hurricane, right? So he was Man. just rebuilding or, or mm. can you can you say something about that? Or He was building the oven, mm. remember? Mm -hmm. And the new taberna. Mm. So he was building, specifically in this moment, he was building the oven, which was almost done. And he got inside the oven to show us how big it was and everything. And how he, how you feed the oven from from the top, and where the truck that would feed the oven would come, uh, he showed us everything like his his architectural plan. Of course, in situ, he didn't have a drawing, so mm. no architectural plan. The architectural plan was all in his head, and then the he had the the second part where the mashing would 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 happen, and then uh, the lagering. In English? Storage. The storage, where when, mm -hmm. once the ricea was was ready. And uh, we did not see where he would be distilling. No. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said where, but th there was no, no no deck or anything. No, there was no there there yet. No. Mm -hmm. He said in it, it's it's impossible. If you see the place, it's impossible. Back in the day, because now he's distilling. So mm -hmm. he's ready. He's boop, done. Boop. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tomorrow, the new... Not tomorrow, because today is Friday. On, on Monday, the first... Green Venenosa from the Nutaverna from Beto and Juana is going to be released in Europe. Okay. So that today is not an advertisement, everyone. <laughs> no. Just so you know, just stating facts. So we are recording <laughs> no, this on March it's 17. Very nice. <laughs> it's you know? very nice. We are in 2023. So ju just uh, just to get you grounded again. So you did this tour a year ago in 2022. Exactly. So. exactly. Yeah. This was February yeah. 2022. So, I mean, it took them a long time. It did. And, and, so, and part of that is because It's them. Mm. It's literally them. So like Diego said, Beto has the plan in his head mm. and was executing this stuff. And so I forget if maybe you helped him carry a bag of like concrete. Yeah, like, we, we, he, he, he told us like, like 70 kilo of concrete exactly. or something. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's 50 Seven, kilo. Right? 50. It's, I'm it's, bad at it's 50. In the, the, I think, yeah, I think in Mexico, it's the 50 kilogram is still legal. Oh. Here in Germany, it's not anymore. It's 25. Yeah, it's 25. Uh, yeah. they, 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 it, it's... Have you carried one? Yes. A 51? one? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's incredibly heavy. I mean, you have to put respect, it on your shoulders. Full and respect like, for the guys yeah. who carry those. And imagine yeah. before when they had to carry them like seven stores. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so listen. So as we discussed, <laughs> Beto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beto is like, I don't know, somewhere between like 55 and 65, mm -hmm. let's say. It's 35 goddamn degrees out in the beating sun. 
you know, and he's he's doing this pretty much on his own. Yeah, yeah. Dona is doing her part, right? And so that is what Diego was talking about the atmosphere. And I mean, I, one word that comes to my mind is like grace. They are just so graceful yeah. in the way that they hosted us. Um, and another word that comes to mind is resilient. Twice their taberna has been destroyed by a hurricane. Twice they will have rebuilt it and they just go on. And the, But it's not like, you know, they're like beating a drum. It's like, oh, life is so hard. Da, da, da. It's like, this is just how it is. And, and part of that has to do with, and this is this was such a beautiful part of the conversation that we had with them that the listeners are going to hear, is is talking about their history. They themselves, you know, Beto is from Guerrero, mm-hmm. then was in Michoacan, where I think, the, which is where they got married. Yeah, right? correct. And then eventually they came as a family and had, this is not in an interview, but, you know, an epic journey, crossing rivers, almost drowning, to get to where they are now. And that was... 20 plus years yes previous and yes. so when you go through all that for some it could have been catastrophic to lose their taberna right but again it's twice. just twice <laughs> exactly yeah but because of the because of their spirit yeah their spirit and also the fact that you know like they have this extra business and they have community around them so all of these things, you know, it's a very resilient system that mm. they are in, and they themselves are resilient people. And so, and that strength and that grace really comes across in how how they were with us. And, and how important is uh, one to to the other? Mm. Yeah. I, so I, I guess I guess it's not it. All, all these catastrophes don't fight against one; they fight against two. And mm. when one is a bit down, the other is a superhero, and that's how they they balance. Mm. You know, because it's. Yeah, so we we discussed this a bit before, but uh, as you said, like like the the you have the symbiotic relationships. So you have, yeah, you have Tom Beto's name on the on the label, but there's so much more behind it, right? Absolutely, it, it's, he, alone, as you said, he probably couldn't do it, right? Mm. No, no, he couldn't. of course not. Also, I mean, and and it is Daniel Wana, and it is you know their family, and it is the families that we've spoken about previously at the show, and we'll mm. speak of later. Also, I think a very special part about this story is that the land, how many hectares? 196, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like a lot. It's actually indigenous community land. Hmm. And Beto, 20 years or 10 years ago, had to go through a fairly complex process to become the steward, like, of this land to be the person that cultivates yeah. this land and but still it's it's important to remember it is still the community's land and so had he not gone through that and had the community not supported it you know they we wouldn't be having this conversation today and and this is also something that like the relationship to the land and ownership of it is something that we'll talk about in subsequent episodes of the show and so Again, it's another it's another layer in the complexity of of the relationships that support all the things that end up in in our hands in these bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, maybe maybe you can go to to that as well because uh, we also talked in the pre talk about how Westerners perceive Mexico or Jalisco and 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 how the reality is. So you said you know like as a Westerner, we probably wouldn't consider Beto and and his wife as as rich 
right? But correct. That's not the case, right? Mm, the, the, co correct. It's it's a it's a conversation that I, I I guess could go very deep, but the conception we have of success differs completely from. It doesn't differ at all if you think about it like really deep, but it differs completely from their conception of success. But in the end, in the end, all of us Westerns wish we had the life of privilege that they have, even though they work there really, really, really hard, really hard. But there's a story, and and and, and it's it's a story that illustrates this perfectly for all the people listening. This uh, is the uh, hammock story? Yeah. God, I love this story. It's 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 a, a guy with his computer arrives to to Beto, let's say in this case, right? Mm -hmm. and, and he tells him like, hey, Beto, uh, what are you doing in your hammock? I'm relaxing, man. It's a very beautiful day. I'm having a nice relaxing day. Why don't you go work, man? And then you can uh, harvest more agaves and then produce more liters. And then what for? So that maybe when you produce more liters and you can do more money and then you can grow your taberna and then maybe uh, have a nicer house. What for? Maybe you can have a nicer house and then also buy a little boat and then go with uh, your wife. Sometimes every once in a while, uh, relax yourself. What for? So that you can maybe one day have a this beautiful house, this beautiful boat, and you can relax and stop working. And he was like, I'm already doing that, you know? <laughs> I don't have to go all around that circle you're selling to me. I am already there, you know? And, and this is a beautiful story that illustrates a lot how we perceive and how the reality is, you know? That's what I meant with life of privilege. They also have a lot of things, flaws. The government sucks. I am from there a lot of flaws you know the health system blah 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 blah. but other than that they really are privileged i almost bet my ass that the guy with the computer was an american <laughs> citizen <laughs> it could have been any from any country from <laughs> any country in the world that that uh has yeah. this western it could have he could have been mexican yeah even mm. but educated in the u.s yeah maybe. <laughs> no i mean We're just part of the capitalist system. <laughs> I think America perfected it. Yeah. Um, I love that story. I was really hoping that it would come up. And I was reminded of that very story at this taberna because uh, this is, and I tell this because it's it's an illustration of something that we will continue to talk about when we reflect on this trip, which is Esteban's relationship with the producers. So, We were standing in the construction site of the new taberna. And, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Esteban and Diego have an interest in Beto producing this product, mm -hmm. right? Beto does too, of course, when because we're talking about, you know, the commercialization of this product. And so Esteban was being so gentle in this conversation, being like, so, you know... To paraphrase, to paraphrase, like, when did you, you know, when do you think maybe you might start? And he yeah. was like, Peter was like, uh, I mean, you know, maybe I need some help for my son. And Esteban was like, maybe I can help with this and that. No, it's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm in my hammock. Yeah. I'm in my hammock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and so it, Esteban was the one that said, gave, like, told me that story mm. in the car. And, and it was, it was delicious. 
<laughs> in a way. In a way, Esteban was a guy with a laptop yeah, at that you know, moment. And so, in that and moment, yes, exactly. In that moment. And, and so, but, you know, Esteban did not push. No, 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 no. Yeah, so we have the interview. Did you do it with with both of them, with uh, Beto and Juana? I mean, like she always, was there. Like always, they were side by side, but mm. she didn't have anything she didn't that she wanted to say. Mm, mm. But she was there. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. And uh, she also took care of you because I, I understand you had a bit of a... She made breakfast that day. Mm, delicious. So delicious. And she like, yeah. Carne con chile, yeah. Yes. Oh, God, it was... So the thing that was like tragic you guys about that is that i was so sick mm. i had such tourista yeah i couldn't even enjoy it it was it was tragic but mm. she took very 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 good care yeah. of me yeah. yes the healer yes mm. yeah. yeah i think we've talked enough i i think you have painted a wonderful picture i see mountains i see millions of different subspecies of agaves in my head which all in a different terroir and you know um and I would love to meet Beto and and. It's an incredible place to to, to yeah. visit. Don Jul Juliana. It was Juliana or Juana. 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 Yeah. Okay. Doña Juana. Doña it, Juana. It, it, their, their place is called La Gorupa, and that's how they call their ranch. Mm. Mm. Okay, guys. Um, thanks for moving us in, and now enjoy the interview with both of them, or mostly mostly Don Beto. That's the most important part. Yes, yeah. and mm -hmm. uh, we have a couple of more episodes coming up uh, from your road trip, but. Um, so this is our fourth chapter now, and I think we we have a good package for you guys now to to enjoy and and get immersed in in that road trip. So uh, we hope to hear you soon, or we hope that you hear us soon, and uh, we'll be back. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Hello, everyone. We are a bit northern from where we were yesterday and the day before. Uh, we are in El Llano, hey. in El Llano, uh, near El Tuito, in between El Tuito and Maito. And we have the, the honor of having today with us Don Beto, a master distiller that uh, you may know for, for, for an expression that is already in Europe, which we're not going to mention because brands are not important. But uh, Don Beto, first of all, hello, Kate, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right today, Diego. Thanks. Yeah. Good. The, the 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 heat is is on today. The heat is on today. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful territory. That's very important. Uh, and now I want to introduce uh, Beto. Uh, hola, Beto. ¿Cómo estás? Hola. Buenas tardes. Eh, nos están recibiendo aquí en su casa. Les queremos dar las gracias. Aquí está también su esposa, Doña Juana, y nos invitaron a desayunar. Muchas gracias por todo por recibirnos aquí. Bien, bien. Aquí el rancho La Gorupa. Eso. Uh, Kate, if you want to start shooting some questions, uh, we just uh, thanked Beto and, and, and Doña Juana for, for receiving us and giving us breakfast uh, this morning. It was delicious. Uh. So, um, yeah, our first question. First of all, yes, thank you very much for everything. And we're sitting in this beautiful place um, set up on a hill and... If you would, please tell us a bit about where we are and how you came here. Estamos sentados en un lugar precioso en las montañas y nos gustaría que nos contara un poquito de dónde estamos, pero en sus palabras, dónde estamos aquí en... Pues aquí en el municipio de Cabos Corrientes y la comunidad llano grande de Ipala. Eh, geográficamente, eh, geographically, we are in, in, in Cabo Corrientes, in the municipality of, of Cabo Corrientes, 
En da, el Llano Impala. El Llano Grande y Pala. El Llano Grande y Pala. No eres de aquí. ¿Cómo llegaron aquí? Cuéntanos uh, un poquito de dónde eres. Pues soy del municipio de Coyuca de Catalán, Guerrero, pero me crié en Uruapan. ¿Michoacán? Michoacán. Órale. Entre los aguacates. Órale, aguacatero. Aguacatero. Y de ahí, este, pues como siempre fui mozo, pues no tenía este terrenos para pa trabajar este propio. Y desgraciadamente me tocó hacerme de este rancho aquí, que son este 196 hectáreas. Este, ¿Por qué desgraciadamente? Porque, pues yo creo que es desgraciado porque este no tenía mucho dinero como para comprar un rancho así de grande como este. Ah, no, pues por eso, por suertudo. Eh, por eso eh, digo que es desgraciadamente porque siempre pude hacerme de este rancho. Ey. Y aquí tenemos este pues vaquitas, machos, yeguas. Teníamos borregos, pero ya, ya no tenemos borregos ahorita, ya se acuerdan. Y muchos agaves. Agaves y unos que otras matitas por ahí. Uh, so, Beto is from the, originally from the state of Guerrero, uh, but he lived most of his life in Michoacán, in the avocado farms. And uh, he, he's being um, sarcastic when he says, uh, unfortunately, he, he stumbled upon this, this piece of land, uh, which he has, it's 198 hectares. Uh, 96 hectares, and uh, he's very happy to be here. He has cows, uh, some uh, he used to have uh, the ones that give the wool. Sheep. Sheep. Uh, they, they have cattle and uh, some horses and a lot of agaves. So uh, they're very happy to be here. And so I understand that this land was community land. And so how how does that work? Eh, esto por lo que por lo que entendemos, esto es como comunidad, no es es es, es tierra comunal. Okay, y, y y eso cómo funcionó para que usted se pudiera hacer de tierra? Este ingresé como pues a ser este comunero. Primero fui este a vecindado, luego arrendatario. Y ya ahorita comunero legal, que ya tengo mi certificado de derechos agrarios. Okay. Okay. So, first he was uh, just a neighbor, then he could rent like a, a renter, and then you become uh, legally part of the community. So, cuánto cuánto how long did it take you? ¿Cuánto tiempo te toma este o te tomó a ti este proceso de entrar de primero de pa, para llegar a ser comunero desde el primer día que llegaste? Como cuánto tiempo tomó? Este, de, como 20 años. 20 years. Tuve primero, pues, haber sindado como 10 años. Luego 10 años de... de no haber sindado, luego arrendatario. Primero arrendatario y después de haber sindado. Y luego ahora sí ya pude llegar al tener el certificado de derechos agrarios. It takes 20 years, so the scale, we, we explained it before, but it was 10 years of uh, arrendatario, then 10 years of avecindado, which is a, be a better title. And now he, he's, he, the land, he has a certificate that the land is his. Still community land, but his. Congratulations. Felicidades. 
<laughs> Gracias. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. So um, we were just at Beto's new distillery, which is under construction because the old one was destroyed in a hurricane. And hopefully in a f when the time that I'm speaking in a few months, uh, he'll be producing again. <laughs> His delicious juice. Uh, so my question is, uh, what is your favorite part about being a ricea producer? Eh, acabamos de conocer la, la nueva taberna y la taberna anterior pues, se la llevó el, el huracán. Eh, y en unos meses pues va a volver a ver otra vez este costa líquido jugo del bueno este y, y, y la pregunta que hace ella es que qué es lo que tu parte favorita de, de, pues, de ser raicillero mezcalero como o sea de, de, de ser de destilar pues de, del proceso porque no nada más también eres agavero pues también tienes tus plantas tienes que mantener el campo qué es lo que más te gusta de todo este mundo del pues del agave pues este pues de todos los trabajos que se ponen aquí, pues es bonito porque pues no te andan apurando como el trabajo uno en lo propio. Como le dije hace rato, trabajo es donde me das seis y me vengo a costarme a mi madre. <risa> <risa> Solamente cuando estoy estilando, entonces ahí sí se me pone el tiempo más difícil porque pues a veces me levanto a las dos de la mañana y tengo que a pagar como a las 4 de la tarde y cargo la caldera para las 2 de la mañana volver a, a pegarle otra vez. Okay, so he really enjoys that the freedom it, it gives him. Uh, he has his own times. Only he, he uh, as he and, and, and he was laughing about it because he says he works until he's thirsty. So whenever the first hunch of thirst starts, he just comes back to the hamaca and starts relaxing. But when he is distilling Then the world changes because he, it's possible that he wakes up at 2 a.m. and goes and starts the, with the process to be able to finish at 4 and still have a bit of life that day. And, and then he leaves the, 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 the boiling room ready for the next day. So uh, excluding the days where he's distilling, he really likes that he is his own boss and uh, he has a very relaxing life. Cool. And we, we were also curious to know what you're most proud of in all of this. Eh, ¿Qué es lo que más te hace sentir orgulloso del, del, de este trabajo? Ah, pues lo más orgulloso es cuando ya lo lleva Sánchez Barcelate, lo mando a Guadalajara. Y que lo ya Esteban de allá para acá deposite el dinero es lo más bonito. <risa> Ver que rinde frutos, pues. Exactamente. <risa> lo Getting paid. What's, what are you mo most proud of? Getting paid. And, 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 and you can hear the laughs. Uh, I, I completely understand. This laughs is like, sí. Yeah. Sí, sí, sí. Well, yeah, I mean, and of course, we're here and our listeners are not, but we just had a lovely conversation this morning about Beto and Juana's family, about their weddings. Yeah, you exactly. Know, all these things, all these things. The possibility of, of their home being the place where a, a wedding takes place and exactly. everything. So, yeah. 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 It's important, of course. Yeah. Can you translate that? So uh, ah, sí. Eh, que esta mañana, I, I, I just forget. Uh, que esta mañana dice Kate que, que le gustó mucho. Eh, el desayuno y, y estar aquí platicando de, de que aquí pues 
eh, vive la familia y que pues a veces uno no se acercan tanto, pero luego lo, eh, que, que les gusta venir a los chavos y que les dejan aquí a los nietos y tener a todos cerca, que eso que está, que es chulo. Sí, eso es bonito también de, de hacer comunidad con la familia. Y mucha de la razón por la que pues, también eso pasa es por lo que tú decías, Beto, pues porque, pues porque a veces, porque las raicillas se ven. Es la que trae el billete. Exacto. Exacto. Impact. So, and then the last thing. So, our listeners are far away, usually in Germany, where we live. And so, is there anything you want to say to the people who listen and who enjoy your products who are far away and cannot be here? Eh, ya es la última pregunta, pero eh, tienes, tienes fans, Beto. Eh, de líquido, pues. Tuyos, si quieres, dame una foto y ahí la pegamos para que te conozcan mejor. Pero hay gente que conoce muy bien tu producto, pero que no va a poder venir porque están bien lejos. Entonces, pero conocen el, el líquido y, 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 y pues saben de tu producto. Y a eso me refiero con que tienes fans. O sea, hay gente que dice, no, a mí la, esta raicilla es la que más me gusta de todas. Entonces, pues para la gente que toma esto, si tienes algún mensaje de, de, de lo que quieras decirles. Pues este, el mensaje que les puedo dar, que a lo mejor por allá nos vemos en poco tiempo, con, la, con las personas que no pueden venir para acá. ¡Órale! ¡Ándale, <risa> <risa> Beto! Viene aguerrido, pues. Eh, de, no, muy bien. Muy bien. Eh, if they cannot come, uh, if the fans and, 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 and the followers cannot come, Beto is coming. So, <risa> sí. Beto, be, Beto may be coming to Germany. That's a message to, to, to everyone over there. Uh, Muchas gracias, muchas gracias y también gracias doña Juana por recibirnos aquí en la casa. ¿Te gustaría preguntar algo tú o no? Pues qué, qué les podía preguntar. De todas maneras más bien las preguntas ya sean para mí y allá para acá sí. porque ya aquí para allá pues qué les puedo decir que gracias porque les está gustando mi líquido allá. Gracias a ti. Y ya pues seguirles debo no perder la esperanza seguirles mandando más. Eso. Así es. Eso, eso. Está bien. Bueno, thank, gracias, Beto. Kate, as usual, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you, Don Juana, for being my nurse, for being my doctor today. Uh, thank you, everyone. Ciao.